What's up, guys? This is episode one of the Zoomer podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the great coronation of 2020. I have a special guest here, Jake Reed. Jake. Hello, friends. Hello. So, we're going to be talking about how society is reacting and where we are headed with the coronavirus. Um, you know, there's a lot of things affecting us Zoomers. So, for those of you who don't know what a Zoomer is, it's Generation Z. I think it's everyone who was born from 1996 to 2012 or 11. Not too sure on the ending dates, but basically it's the young people after the millennials. So uh, Generation Z classifies from anyone born mid late mid to late 1990s and the early 2010s yeah. as ending there so 1997 go. to 2012 yeah exactly so like on this podcast i'm gonna we're hopefully gonna be talking about everything but related to gen z the zoomers um <laughs> okay so all right so the coronavirus what exactly is it we know it's we know it's a virus okay and apparently when you contract it it gives you some disease it gives you the covid disease so it goes from like the coronavirus to like covid19 or something i don't know yeah so this is not the first coronavirus that we've you know come in contact with this is just a different strand of it right right and like we've had others and they weren't that you know crazy right I think what I've heard, and I'm no expert on this, but what I've heard is the issue with this one is it evolves so fast that we can't really track it. Interesting. But yet we can do the testing for it. Right. Keep up with that. Isn't that crazy? Interesting. So, like, it's been affecting us quite crazy. Like, obviously, we've had government shut down. um, Schools have shut down. Everything's just been on pause. Yeah, for how long? About two months. No, I would say longer. I would three say months. since like yeah, March. Months, no, three. yeah, later at the end of March, uh, when the government passed that huge stimulus bill, a couple trillion dollars, just whatever money machine go burr. Uh, that's when I kind of knew it was pretty serious. Um. So yeah, like my thought on all of this is how the seniors in high school and college their senior year has been completely uh ruined sent off tracks like that mm-hmm. just sucks oh it does for sure so i think it affects more so high school just because i remember in my high school senior year you know everything like you didn't do anything but you got to go so many different places that was kind of like your last year of high school, so you wanted to live it up as much as possible. Whereas college, senior year, it's more so, I just want to get the heck out of here. Exactly, yeah. That's a really good point. Like, senior year was very, very easy. And I'm guessing, like, now all those kids, you know, they just got a bunch of busy work, online work. Yeah, I'm sure. And maybe not no prom, no graduation. Yeah. right. Which are all right. things you need to have, like, a complete high school um, experience. experience. Yeah, for sure. I know one thing that um, a lot of my senior friends in college are experiencing is, um, at least at Georgia State, which is where I go, they went off to spring break and then basically were told, you're not going back to school. So they didn't really get a chance to say goodbye to anyone. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, the people that I know are from out of state or even out of country. And so it was kind of just like, boom, bang, you're gone. You're never going to see the people that you spent. Right. Goodbye. Yeah. That's crazy. It's very upsetting. Yeah. And like we've had, so we've been in, I mean, some states have done it different, but you know, we've had the stay at home orders. Like I know, you know, mentally for me, it's, it's been like, it's been all right, but, like, I know some other people, <laughs> you know, Zoomers, they have not taken it lightly. Like, it's been affecting them a lot. Staying right. at home for, like, so many days, even weeks. Right, right. I feel like you just, you know, you have to make the best out of whatever you're given. Um, so, I would, like, in my notes, I just wanted to focus on the positive, you know? 
So I think throughout all this, it's kind of brought us closer together because we're all experiencing, you know, the same kind of setback. We're all going through this together. There's not one person immune to anything that's going on. Right. So it kind of gives this like feeling of camaraderie, feeling yeah, of yeah, yeah, that's a good unification, point. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I, you know, personally, of course, the gym's closed in like March, so I haven't been able to go, you know, to the gym. So I've been, just been working out at home. Uh, yeah. Keeping track of the workouts has helped, but like it's still really crazy. Um, but you know, everyone's working out at home now, so it's like right. You can even. <laughs> kind of do a zoom workout with people yeah i guess so that reminds me do you remember the hilarious like videos of these like i guess pranksters going on these zoom calls and they're not part of the class and they would just start like doing the craziest stuff no i don't think i ever saw that actually i think it was uh the nelf boys bro it was hilarious like they, they'd get an invitation from, like, some student, and they'd go in there and just mess with the, like, teachers and students. Probably not yeah. the best thing, but it's still, it was pretty funny. Yeah, not the most ethical thing, but yeah, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, so we're going to touch a little bit on the government response. Like, we kind of have already, but so we know that on March, I think, 26th, they passed a huge stimulus bill. I think... Mm-hmm. It was three trillion or two trillion dollars, a couple trillion for a bunch of different programs, and then that was from the U.S. government. And then the Federal right. Reserve promised another three trillion dollars for companies and like, you know, back end stuff. Yeah. And so all that money, it's there's I think there's a sixty minutes interview and they are interviewing the Federal Reserve Chairman. And he literally says, like, we don't print the money. We just add zeros to the computer. That's terrifying. Yeah, a little bit. Because it's like, okay, you know, I could have a little bit of that. Just add another zero. Right. But I guess we have I don't think adding another zero would be a little bit of that. That's true. We're just... That would be like another trillion. Probably. Potential, yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. One and, thing about the economy that I've really been impressed with and something that I think a lot of people were fearing was the supply chain. You know, yes. like, the supply chain is kept fairly functional despite all the fear that it would crumble. I know. I was, you know, I was worrying that it was going to happen. I mean, you had those people being very dumb and hoarding toilet paper for you know whatever reason i don't know why you need so much toilet paper actually no no no. that was one shortage that we did have and do you know the reason why because people were hoarding toilet paper right (laughs) well yes but there's also another factor that played into that please please tell so there's a different manufacturing method between like housing toilet paper and toilet paper that you'd find you know in a restaurant in an office any other kind of it's never the same quality right so it's never the same quality but also it's also different ways to make it. So oh. we had a surplus of all the kinds of toilet paper that you'd find out in public, but we're in a shortage of the household toilet paper. Interesting, interesting. Because, I, I mean, no one's going out. No one's going to restaurants. No one's going to work. No one's going to, you know, any place other than their home. Yeah. So there's no need to buy. There's yeah. no need for the businesses to buy That's that true. kind of toilet paper. That's true. I think, like, I never saw, like, I think for two weeks, I didn't see any toilet paper at Costco. At least when I went. There was right. water, and everything was limited, like, to two a person, even one a person at times. It was absolutely crazy. But my, like, I thought it was interesting that no one was going and buying a bunch of food. Mm-hmm. Which we did see recently, I guess, past month, um, that these food processing plants were shutting down because of the coronavirus cases that they had. And so they weren't processing any bacon, any meat. And we saw, I don't know if you did, but it's kind of graphic. Um, those videos, the farmers were just having to kill off their livestock. Right. I did see that. Yeah. Cause they, I mean, they couldn't process it and it was just losing money feeding them. 
So what else are you going to do? Yeah, uh, that's that's sad. Yeah, yeah. But it's, going back to think about Costco and other big corporations, like limiting their um, their sales to certain people, you know, like you can only have two packs of toilet paper. That says a lot about them because they would benefit from, you know, selling to the first person that comes. Yeah. But they felt like they had a social responsibility to equally provide it to everyone. Exactly. And they didn't have any kind of government intervention to right. make that. They took it on themselves. Yeah, that's the market to make sure. Yeah, to make sure that everybody was doing okay. Right. And that's, that says a lot about them. Oh, yeah. They could have took the quick book and just, oh, sorry, we don't have any more. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think Costco is just really good about that stuff, especially, you know, they, I think starting May 1st, they were requiring masks and they were requiring masks, but they were providing it, Mm -hmm. which I mean, if you go to Walmart, you'll see that they strongly suggest that you wear a mask, but they won't provide it. Yeah. So it shows, shows you the difference between those two companies for sure. Right. Right. All right. So now we're like. Obviously, a lot of people, a lot of Zoomers, you know, we're out of a job, okay? I mean, some of us, now it's now it's June, but, you know, we were out of a job. And luckily, the Democrats got us a little extra money for unemployment, $600 a week. What do you think about that, Jake? Some people were making more than they were working. Than right. Now. Or, sorry, so- more than they were yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so I don't have too much experience with this because I decided not to um, get any kind of unemployment benefits just because currently, since I'm not in school, I my parents had an extra room. I could come stay with them. Yeah. And I didn't really have many expenses aside from just food. And I actually got to keep some of, like, some of the work that I had. So right. it wasn't a necessity for me. And I personally felt bad taking out money that someone else could use it's that was just its source they just add another zero see but i feel like the great depression is you know evidence that it's not an unlimited source right right um or any like venezuela's economy or argentina's economy just with the inflation rates as high as they can go it's not limited so i didn't want to take out money that could better benefit someone else right else you didn't want to be at plus i wasn't i wasn't depression number two (laughs) yeah exactly plus i wasn't too informed about how it all worked so i was under the impression that we would have to pay it back in taxes next year which i later found out was not true but with that with me not needing the money and me just not knowing much about it i kind of stayed away from it right yeah because with all sorry with all of this going on like yeah, we're we're out of work. We're not getting paid as much as we were, but also our expenses cut drastically. Yeah, like if you're not going to work, you're not paying gas, and a lot of auto insurers cut their rates just because there weren't as many people on the road, so it's less likely that they're going to get into an accident. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that you're not eating out as much, so mm-hmm. and you're hopefully eating healthier right. at home cooking. Yeah, and so it's going to be cheaper. I mean, there's just a lot of different things that just cut down drastically. Yeah, and that brings me to the point I actually read recently because everyone was worried about hyperinflation with you know mm-hmm. six trillion dollars out of thin air. But um, because of all the things you mentioned, we're actually seeing that Americans are spending less and saving more. There's more in their bank accounts, so now we got to worry about deflation, which is bad in itself as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that, like, you know, some people that, these people that are with that $600 weekly extra payment on top of unemployment, will they go back to work? I don't know. I mean, you know, sometimes, like, we have people that will milk milk that. And then who's going to be serving our McDonald's burgers? I don't know. I love how McDonald's is always the go-to analogy. Yeah, yeah. But no, I feel like it's going to come to a point where it's not about money anymore. Because, you know, you always hear the money doesn't buy happiness, and that's true. But 
it's more about purpose and just people cannot go this long without having a job or without having a purpose, without having something. So they're going to find something. Right, right. Like, I personally, man, like, if I don't have something to do, like, in something that's, you know, productive, not just, like, playing video games or something, then it drives me crazy. So, yeah, I don't know how people will go so long without it. You know, what this could do, what this could do, and this is going to be like a drastic scenario if it does happen, is it like kind of realigns and repositions people to actually follow their passion rather than just go to the job for money. So if they have an excess amount of money that they can save, they can actually, you know, get a degree that they were looking for or invest in their company that they wanted to start because small businesses have taken a hit more than anybody throughout all this. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we're going to need some small businesses to come back, and that might only be possible through the unemployment benefits. Right, you know, yeah. Especially and there, if there's a surplus of savings. Yeah, exactly. There is the Small Business Administration as well, and they mm. have a couple loans available. Some of them are forgivable. I think those are payroll loans, but it's only if you're existing right. already, I guess. But, yeah. yeah, it's. I think we probably will see a lot of new small businesses pop up for sure. Um which will be obviously a really good thing. That'll be exciting. Yeah. So now let's let's talk a little bit about health. You know, like you've heard all the we've heard all of these things from the media saying, "Oh, do this, don't do this." Okay, do this. You know, like February, I think the WHO, the World Health Organization. Yeah. Right. They they said, "Don't wear masks. It doesn't help." Hmm. And, and then, a lot of people have been kind of going with that pre-existed notion of don't wear masks. Yes. The thing, like a lot of people don't keep up with current media. If they hear one thing, they think that's absolute and that matters in all cases. Right. But then like found out that we did need masks. Yeah. Yeah. And like uh, my understanding with the mask is if it doesn't have the filter – which is the uh, N96 or N94, I forget, N95. Yeah, there's special mask. If you don't have that one, a normal mask will just prevent you from spreading it to others if you are a carrier. And it's only a prevention of, like, it shortens this uh, if you sneeze or cough, like, from six feet to, like, three feet or something. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. But it's supposed to do that. Like, it doesn't help you so much. It helps others. Is my understanding. Yeah, and I mean that's 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 good as well. Yeah, yeah. like I I feel like some people I I mean I see them like riding in their cars today with their masks on and they're the only ones in their car. And I'm just like, who yeah. are you protecting? Because it's not yourself. Right. right. I think one kind of misconception throughout all this is going to be exposed to coronavirus so like the reason that these safety precautions were put in place were just so we didn't overload the healthcare system and thankfully i don't think we did despite you know some media reportings i don't think we overwhelmed i mean maybe at all maybe up in new york and that's just that's a stretch even that yeah i mean Um, yeah we saw all those like i heard about uh, many many hospitals having to close down because they just didn't have anything to do yeah, I know there are definitely layoffs. Even in our city, um, there there are layoffs just because people weren't. If they had something that they might have needed to go to a hospital, but it was an emergency, they would have pushed Elective that back. Just, surgery, yeah, yeah, just in case or just to like the you know, not get just to not get corona. Right, and I think it's interesting because an elective procedure can be even can be like you have a heart condition and you're getting like something to do with your heart. Right, that's an elective. So actually, during the beginning of kind of all this, it was March, March 13th, I believe. I accidentally put a machete in my leg, right? And so I had to go to to the hospital to get some stitches. And the screening process was laughable. I walked up to the front door and they said, hey, do you have corona? And I said, I don't think so. And at that point, testing wasn't widely available. So they kind of just trusted my medical expertise on if I had corona. Amazing. And I mean, there's no way that I would have known. Like the symptoms weren't even that available that we knew. They didn't even take your temperature. No, not at all. 
I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess we didn't know about that at that time. I don't, that's actually really weird. But, I mean, here I am, healthy, so. Yeah, that's true. Um, but what I was going, getting to was, I mean, a lot of people trusted the media, and I'm not not one to say, you know, don't trust the media, fake news, not anything like that. But we didn't know anything, and the media didn't know anything. So if they had any slight inclination that something might be true, they reported it was, it was, on it. Yeah, it was their responsibility to report on it because right. that was the best knowledge that we had at that time. That being said, um, we were going to talk about schools and how all of this has affected schools. Mm. So do you remember Liberty University deciding to go back to school? Yes. And how that was like this national outrage. Yes. So they went back on March 30th, and I haven't heard anything. I haven't either. From then. Very interesting that you bring that up. Because like, I think around the same time, maybe, maybe in April, early April, uh, I have a friend in Finland, and she was they took her out of school they closed the schools and then i guess they opened it up and yeah she told me she was going back to public school and like and i think it was either late march or early april and i was like what we're we're yeah. closing schools here yeah and i haven't heard anything negative come out of finland maybe that's just cuz like i'm in the us but but also finland is ahead of us with the curve just because they contracted it europe contracted it before United States, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they I mean they did because yeah, like okay. when Italy hit hardest, when Spain hit hardest, when I don't know about the that's UK because they true. had some travel bans before anybody else, but mostly like Western Europe, like Spain and Italy, they were hitting getting hit hard way before we did, and that's kind of what gave us the warning to yeah, you know, not to kind of be take cautious. Serious. Yeah, yeah, take it seriously sure. for sure. Yeah, and I've seen, like, some people, I guess doctors, they, like, they're recommending vitamin D as mm-hmm. something you should take to kind of, com- I mean, help your chances of not getting corona. I mean, I think it helps your chances of not getting sick, period, having, you know, your good set of vitamins, right? Excuse my ignorance on this, but vitamin D is the sun vitamin, correct? Correct, but since we're all sun- staying inside... Oh, I am not staying inside. I'm outside every right. second of the day. Right. A lot of people, you know, are just, well, especially during the quarantine, now stay-at-home orders. Okay. Now, maybe not so much, but they they were staying inside, and that, quite frankly, compromises your immune system in a way because mm-hmm. you're not getting any sun. Yeah, yeah. So I thought right. that was interesting. One thing that I think is interesting, if you're done with the health topic, yeah, um, is just how... Everyone's adapted to this kind of living so quickly, in fact. That's true. So throughout all this, you know, there's different forms of entertainment that are innovating to make themselves more entertaining, right? So sports has gone into documentaries like the Michael Jordan documentary that was released six months, I think, ahead of time. I don't know (laughs) if you watched any of that, but it was really interesting. And so basically it was just the retelling of the 1990s Bulls. um, Okay. Just – how you know how good they were yeah but was i think the most interesting thing about it was it was a let me think it was a 10 part docu-series but they played two episodes every sunday so it's five weeks and they were they were working on the docu-series while it was also airing so say say the first week you know they played episode one and two well during that week they were not filming, but editing Three episodes seven, no, seven and eight. They were okay. a little bit ahead, but nice. was, having all that knowledge of that, it was so well put together. Yeah, um, yeah. Which it, would, it would be hard not to because you have money flown in from ESPN, Nike, the NBA, Michael Jordan himself. Right, right. There's a lot of money in it. For sure. And I'm sure, I'm sure they got their money out of it too. With it was, I think it was um, the most watched docu- uh, sports documentary that ESPN Whoa. had ever produced. Yeah, that's but, impressive. Yeah, and then also like music. You have a lot of musicians, you know, you can't do concerts, so you have live streams, which yeah. you're not you're not really getting money from it. Right. Because um, you're usually going through Instagram Live or yeah. Facebook or something like that. Uh-huh. But it is just a way to entertain the people. And also how TV shows have adapted. So American Idol, <laughs> I think, I don't know how they did it, but they were having like 
their little performances from home. But it was are it they? Was professional. It, they did. That's Unless I interesting. Just, I, I feel like that would be so awkward. Right, right. I didn't look into it too much. I kind of just walked into the living room and they were doing it while my mom was watching. Yeah. But what it looked like, and I could be totally wrong about this, was it was just professional camera work. <laughs> they must have had some kind of like producer in house. A crew, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They had to have because like it, it people would have just used their iPhone or something. Oh, I definitely would have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also going back to TV shows, Parks and Rec how they did their little episode. Did you see that? Uh, I think I heard about something of it, but I didn't see it. So basically, Parks and Rec did a whole episode, and you know, Parks and Rec was done. So they right, came yeah, back exactly. to do a whole episode surrounded by quarantine and Zoom calls and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what it was, it was good. Yeah. Obviously, if quarantine had never happened, that would have been the worst show that Parks and Rec had ever done. Right. But given all they had, they did a really good job. That's cool. Why didn't the office do that? They could have been quarantined at the office. That would have been awesome. Yeah, but I think the whole thing was you actually have to be quarantined. You can't <sighs> be quarantined true. if you're all at the office. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, okay. So, like, we see everyone. So, okay, everyone's on unemployment. Or unemployed, not everyone, but like a huge number, like 30 million Americans, I think. 40, yeah, about 10 percent. And everyone's staying at home, or they're not staying at home, but you know, majority, uh, mm-hmm. when they can. And so, that I think that was a perfect kind of situation for the death of Floyd. Oh. When he was killed by that cop. Define perfect situation because that does not that, come out. Right. Okay. That allows everyone to go out and protest about it because normally everyone's working. And now, now, now they just they were able to go protest, mm-hmm. which I think was very yeah. needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, I agree. Um, there is, there is no argument that police brutality isn't an issue within the united states nor is there an argument that racism isn't a prevalent issue within the united states right um i mean the country's in a dangerous place but it's not an unprecedented place you know with the rodney king riots and all the riots that happened in the 60s we've been here before for sure um which is really it's an issue if you think about it that all this stuff has happened before and we're still here nothing much has changed yeah um if if anything, you know, you could argue that activism has changed, but there's different I, levels. It has. I, you know, sorry, like, I think we have too many people going on Instagram and social media and reposting something, and they think mm-hmm. they've done their part. Right. Yeah, it doesn't stop there. It barely starts there. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't understand that. They, they think that's, that's it. Like, oh, I've done my part. I've contributed to this uh, protest. You actually need to go out there, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think, like, one thing is a lot of people don't know the best way that they can use their voice. Yeah. And you know, I, can, I can say this from experience. I think to the same degree, protesting only does so much. Because right. if you think of, you know, excluding the riots and looting and everything else that happened out of this, if you think about it, protesting is just walking. Right. But in group. Yeah. You know, yeah. because at that point it's to raise awareness. awareness. But yeah. now I think everyone's fairly aware of the issue. Oh, for it's, sure. Yeah. You know, what can we do to actually change the issue? What can we do to change the legislation so that this stuff does not happen in the future? And exactly. I think. Exactly. The best way to do that is by using, you know, the police as an example. Yeah. And you know, the different things that have happened. Right. Like, that officer's name, but, like, actually holding him accountable and not waiting so long to do so. Yes, because what more, what more do you need than video footage? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Especially with the audio that came with it. Yeah, exactly. I think that cops, you know, the police force in the United States, it's it needs to be revamped for sure um i like 
I, I think I heard that police only require one hour of training every year. It's the minimum, like one hour of training. And the rest is, quote, on-the-job training. So I think that's led us to have this police force that we have now um, mm-hmm. that obviously do grave mistakes. And um, I think the way to, you know, maybe combat that is extensive training. Uh, I 40 hours, I think, is a normal work week for them. Every For every eight hours they work, train two hours or an hour. And maybe coordinate with all these different organizations in mm-hmm. um, realizing what they do wrong, right? Right. But and all, who knows? Another, another issue that has really become, you know, uh, evident throughout all this is, and this, this has bothered me so much, and I really don't feel like enough people are talking about it, is just the idea of individualism and how... I don't think stereotyping is the right word, but I'm just going to use it for the lack of a better word is. So for instance, if you see, you know, a police officer kill a young man, well, everyone blames the whole police force. And I know that the argument that it's one bad apple is looked down upon, Yeah. but it's more than one bad apple, but it's not all the apples. Right. And in the, in the same like sentence, if you see an African American person looting, you know, it's not every African-American. Yeah, But exactly. that's, that's what the media perpetuates, and that's what especially old, the older generations perpetuate as well. The boomers. Um, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's not just them. I mean, there's right. people as well. But, like, it goes in every kind of walk of life. Like, if you see a, a white person um, looting or rioting, you know, with violence, then I've seen um, like that. Some people in the African American community say, "Oh, it's the white people like changing this." It's not. It's not a group of people. It's different people from different kinds of demographics yeah. that make all this so much more complicated than it actually is. Right. Right. So, with all that being said, it's making everyone fearful for the worst in people, and that's not what we need to look for. We need to look for the best in people. Yeah. Yeah. And note um just from talking with some friends like for the african-american community it's very hard to look for the best in people because as you've seen this weekend and there has been very there have been very peaceful protests and there's videos of the police force kind of taking advantage of that and using aggression just because i believe the police force i don't think they're doing it out of the you know bitterness or evil of their hearts i think they're doing that in fear that it can change just like that because I yeah. think all the protests started peacefully right? and then something happened to where, you know, it kind of just builds on itself and all the energy, all the excitement kind of just builds on itself and yeah. it just gets worse and worse. And it just takes one person for that change to happen. Yeah, exactly. That's what is. One person can kind of define the whole movement. Right. Um, and I guess one of the things, like two things I want to touch on is, Going back to the bad apple, we mm-hmm. do, uh, yeah, so there's cops that are good, cops that are bad, and I think we need to recognize, we've seen, I've seen recently at least, good cops coming out against what happened. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that actually the Chattanooga uh, chief of police came out in support of the protests, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, um, so like, because you hear like people say, oh, where are all the nice cops that everyone talks about well there they are it's just not it's not in the news because that doesn't make the news money so i i did see it on the news but it's this has also come out through all this a lot of things have come out through you know the protest the recent protest and also coronavirus it's like where do you get your news right right and it's not just like not just talking about like you know big networks or whatever but i'll be watching I'll be flipping through like CNN, Fox, and then I'll be going through Facebook, and then I'll be going through Twitter. Yeah. They all have basically – okay, so Fox is going to say what Fox has to say, you know. And It'll it, be the not, same event. It'll be the, like the same thing. They're talking about right. the same thing, right? Right, but you're going to get four different – using the examples that I gave, you're going to yeah. get four different stories or four different outlines of what's happening. Yeah, but, exactly. So through Twitter is actually where I've gotten the best just because there's a very um, 
diverse demographic of people. And so I feel like Twitter, excuse me, hold on. I feel like Twitter is the best way to get it. Um, it's not fact-checked, but if you have videos and stuff, it doesn't yeah. really need to be fact-checked right. other than sometimes it can be taken out of context. Yes, exactly. I agree with that out of context because you see some videos and like the first, the original poster or tweeter will say like, oh, this happened, right? Mm-hmm. And then later someone will post a different angle and you'll see that's not what happened. Right. So I but guess you've just got to be careful with that. You do. You do. You have to take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. But what you're saying about, um, like, for for instance, the Chattanooga police, you know, being in support of the protests, there have been a lot of things that I've seen on Twitter where there's actually one video in particular. I forgot where it was, but the police had knelt, right? So right, they had right. knelt in, um, in solidarity of the group protesting. And then as soon as they know, and they got everyone to cheer, they shot rubber bullets at them. Oh, that's, that's not a good thing. It's all, and it's not all, but a large majority of what we're seeing is just PR stunts. I mean, for instance, you know, Donald Trump holding the Bible up. It's, it's, it's not comical because it's not funny. But it's ironic, just everything that's happening. Right. And I think we've seen PR stunts with companies. I think I saw Nickelodeon, which, okay, on one hand, it's good. Like, they I think they did a moment of silence, right? And they didn't air anything for nine minutes or something. Oh, wow. Um, that was Nickelodeon. But, like, at the same time, it's obvious that they are just, like, supporting, or not mm-hmm. supporting, but showing support in hopes of monetary Comp- gain i guess in the long run because that's what they run on monetary right. gain and it will make them money i forget there's a certain term for this where they like they go and support social causes because it will bring them in a lot more profit i mean public relations that's basically what public relations is right and like you can argue it's good you can argue it's bad because it raises awareness but when you see it with like individuals that's kind of my thing against social media activism because it's in order to raise awareness yeah but their awareness is raised we all know the issue now we have to find a solution yeah we have to do something about it and And i I don't like the argument that if you don't post so for instance like today they're doing the uh blackout tuesday where you post a picture on instagram of just just a blank black screen right and so the argument is if you don't do that then you're a racist you know? See, yeah, that's just so backwards. I it is, it is. I don't, I don't like. You, you could have, you could have been at the protest, right? Mm-hmm. And then you don't post on social media, and you, people on social media will label you as a racist because you didn't post it. That, that I don't right. think that's how it's supposed to work. It's definitely not. But I'm not saying anything against posting. I'm just saying. That's not the only way to be an activist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, okay, do you want to move on to... Yeah, I did not expect to spend that much time on that, but I kind of just went on a roll there, my bad. No, you're good. Uh, do you want to touch on anything else, like government response, government stuff, or you know how it's affected the Zoomers? <laughs> um, there is one thing that is worrisome and i only say it's worrisome just because it kind of affects our rights but i don't know a better solution than the way that did it so with that being said um this past week the supreme court made a ruling um you know that and if i'll just read the npr headline or not headline but story in a five to four decision issued late Friday, Chief Justice John Roberts sided with the court's liberal bloc in upholding the state's right to impose limits on congregations in order to slow the spread of COVID nineteen. The Chula Vista based House of Worship sued government Gavin Newsom or Governor Gavin Newsom, a Democrat, over an order limiting congregations to twenty five percent capacity or a hundred attendees, whichever is lower. So basically, you know, the government's saying, Hey, you can't have more than this amount of people in the church. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's 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 very innocent. It's in a lo- like it's respectable to a certain degree. 
what I wish didn't happen was I wish it wasn't the government mandating this. I wish that, you know, I wish that the church could innovate its message. The church as without, in the Catholic church or like all of the churches? Catholic, this church was, um, it wasn't Catholic. It, okay, was, it was the Isla Vista. Isla Vista. Chula Vista. Chula Vista. Uh, I think that's just the place that's located. I yeah. believe it was a Pentecostal church and I could be okay. wrong about that. But, um, no, just the church in general, like all denominations, you know, they've done a very good job of live streaming. Like my church has been very on top of things with yeah. live streaming and just, you know, trying to check up on everybody. They have like Zoom, um, Bible studies and all that. But I don't like the government mandating yeah. you can't go to church. Right. I think, you know, it's... I understand it, but it, I don't well, like that. On the we have the First Amendment, right? And granted, like the, I think I've heard some people say, "Well, there's there is uh, constitution or um, there's like Supreme Court cases that have touched on this already." And I mm-hmm. tried to research that where they limited church gatherings and stuff, and I found nothing about it. Um, I think I found something from the 1900s on vaccines where they ruled that vaccines were necessary or something like that right but i didn't see anything about like governments being able to limit church gatherings and stuff so on one hand like i think that i mean as dumb as this may not dumb but like people should have the freedom to go to church if they want to and Mm. they know the risks involved and they should be able to take that risk if they want to I just, I think that the government shouldn't encroach in our liberties like that. Encroach, um, yeah. Yeah. So I, that's just my take on it. Like, I, you know, in Spain, I go to the store. This is kind of not the same example, but along the same lines. I can go to a grocery store in Spain and buy beer, and I don't get ID'd. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, not a, it, it's not like a crazy crime where... Oh, you let me check your ID. You look a little bit young. Let me ID you. When when were you born? That's just government overreach, I think. Like here, like I never get ID there. Um and I think alcohol use there is very responsible from what I've seen. Um but here it's you, you get ID'd everywhere. Even if you look 90 years old, you get ID'd on buying a beer. That's how it's just so stupid. Like have we need common sense laws, not some stupid thing. Oh, you have to ID on every single person, or that business will face fines. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't know how you jumped from limiting church attendance to being ID'd, but yeah. I agree with what Yeah, I guess it's <laughs> it's along the same topics so, or topic of like government overreach. Um, right. Yeah, I, I kind of. You'll, you're watching Waco. I I finished Waco. I was about to say. I was about to bring up that. So yeah. during all these rides and everything going on, Wake. It was a horrible time for me to start watching Waco, but I finished yeah. it. Okay, you finished uh, it. Yeah, I finished it. Okay, so spoiler alert. I guess no, no, no. Let them watch it. Okay, basically, well, it. I will say it. Very much, pissed me off. Um. Again, it's it goes it goes back to government overreach. Uh, the government should not have done what they did there, ATF and the FBI. Uh, and I think we're kind of seeing it here again with the riots. Um, I saw one video of I forget it might have been state police or just city police, but they were enforcing curfew and they were going around in this neighborhood. And these, I guess, this woman was recording them from her porch or screen door. <laughs> And you might have seen the video. Yeah. And the cops face her. And these cops are in, like, military gear. And we have a some law, to some bill to thank for that where the military gives all their stuff to the police after they've used it. That's genius. So genius. Um, but the police face her and say, get in your house or something. And mm-hmm. granted, curfew, you have to stay on your property, Right. Like right. you can't go out like if your property is your property, just don't go outside of it. So they shout at her 
and then she doesn't like listen i guess she doesn't go it directly inside her also house. they gave her like four seconds to respond there wasn't that much yes in response yes yes and they say one of them shouts light light him up and then they proceed i would guess to fire blanks or non-lethals and there's probably a uh, rubber bullets. yeah i think that is absolutely just despicable Mm-hmm. And government overreach. Like, they, they were inside their property. They should not have been able, they should not have shot at them. Uh, and I think they should be punished for that. Because it's just another example of police abusing their power when obviously they shouldn't have. So, here's a question Everything is pretty much at its peak right now. Like, it. I don't want to say it. Let me knock on wood real quick. It can't get much worse than this. I would hope not. Let's see what June is How? doing. Well, also, yesterday was the uh, beginning of hurricane season, but let's just oh. not even talk about that. Yeah. Um, how does how do things get better? You know, how does this simmer down? I think we, as a people, Zoomers included, we we need to like listen to each other. And I, it's so part. Things are so very partisan right now, especially uh, in the government, which is very sad. Partisanship. Um, we we need to be bipartisan. But I think like listening to each other and not just like completely saying you you know you're wrong. I'm not going to listen to you just because yeah. you have the opposite viewpoint. No, you need to listen to them, and then come to an agreement on both sides. Meet in the middle. I don't know. Do something. Obviously, there needs to be action taken. And I think it starts at the communities. And that will Mm -hmm. go up to the state legislator, hopefully, and then up the chain, hopefully, to the federal government. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. And I think it does start with Zoomers. Um, Just because I would like to think that we're fairly open-minded. And, again, I'm stereotyping here. But you think of the older people – for the majority, they're mostly, set. Yeah, they're mostly set in their ways. They and are. So, they will you know, not change. Like, for the best I mean, I, again. I, I, well, there's, yeah, they can change, but most of them, eh, they're comfortable where they're at. Right. And, I mean, comfortability, I think, is the reason there isn't much change. Yeah. Because, you know, those who are comfortable don't see the issue. Because it's not prevalent to them. They're not experiencing it hands-on. Right. Um, and I'm not experiencing it hands-on, but I have a lot of friends that are. And so that's kind of where I I see the issue, and that's what kind of raises my awareness that is happening. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. But uh, I really do – I feel op- optimistic that it's going to change. And that I think it's just due to the little bit of faith I have in humanity. I think yeah. it will supersede everything we're experiencing right now. For sure, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we heal as a nation. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Um, I guess we're running on. Let's see. Um, we're running on fifty minutes. So, which will be edited. But, uh, in closing, what do you think? Uh, you should do now, like just to survive this. Not survive this. Survive the corona. Survive everything that's going on to get through this, I guess, mentally, maybe physically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's two totally different topics that we kind of have to survive, you know? So for the Corona thing, um, I mean, dive into your hobbies, you know, like improve yourself in any way. Like, for example, my sister the other day just bought a banjo out of the blue, and I That's apparently cool. we're starting a folk bluegrass band. Oh, nice. She, my family isn't musically talented very much. I mean, I see. at all. Well, you can play better than I can anything, so. <laughs> well, we'll see. It. We'll see <laughs> about that. We're, we're, we're doing this band thing, and I'm excited about it. You know, it's fun. Yeah. Um, it's just spending time with your family. But we'll we'll see. Um, but yeah, get back into shape, or that's why I'm getting back into shape. Um, that's good. Just because there's really nothing else to do. Yeah. Uh, I received, and we talked about this. I had received my digital marketing certification from Google. Nice. Just because there's 
nothing else to do. And then I completed an online boating safety course because I was actually mandated to by law. Because of where you work. Uh, no, because I got a ticket on a jet ski. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Interesting but, that they made you do that. Yeah. Well, actually, I was supposed to have already done that before I got on the jet ski. Oh. Apparently. Yeah. So, but, I mean, it's something that I can add to my resume, you know? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I think there's a lot uh, of, like, those courses. I know edX is one of them. It's, like, basically college classes through Harvard and stuff. But yeah, you don't yeah. get college credit. But it's still like if there's some topic that you like, you can take you can take uh, a class about it, and yeah. you can get a little cert- certification that you took it. Who knows if yeah. it'll look good on your resume? But it shows you took an initiative, learned something yourself. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then how to just survive everything else? Just keep on keeping on. Pure will, determination. We'll get through it. Don't know how soon it'll be, but stay true to yourself stay true to your values yeah for sure change what you think needs to be changed i agree i've actually i think since february i've been i'm on week 10 because i've been i've been working out at home like i said earlier and i've just been keeping track of my workouts and on on this little notebook that i bought from amazon Mm -hmm. and i'm on week 10 and it's like it's nice to see that progress i guess uh in paper um but it's really easy to do because I have nothing else to do. I finished my spring semester classes. I'm taking one summer class. but And then I've done other stuff with like my businesses that I yeah. have. I just have much more time to work on stuff. So I think now is a great time. If you haven't already to start on something that you, oh, you thought you should do, well, now it's the great time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um. To end it, I'm going to give you a Matthew McConaughey quote. All right. Because he is just an awe-inspiring fellow. But life is a series of commas, not periods. So there's always going to be something that changes, you know. It's it's never finished. Um, that being said, you know, we're in a pretty rough spot as a nation, yeah. as, as humanity. All of this is not over. It's going to get better. Be the reason it gets better. I like that a lot. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show, Jake. Hopefully uh, we can have you on for another time. Yeah, hopefully so. All right. Signing off.